Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to the next episode in our mini-series dedicated to the topic of burnout. In our previous episode, we talked about what burnout is not. And I think it is a good time to actually define burnout and say what burnout is. There are two main definitions, which there are many definitions of burnout, but I'm usually using one of the two, and they are also the most prominent ones. Before I come to it, I want to tell you a little bit about burnout, how it was discovered. And I think it was in the mid of 80s, even I think it was even mid of 70s, when some of researchers observed behavior of nurses in the healthcare facilities in the US. And they noticed that nurses, they get into a very interesting state when they were cynical and not willing to express emotions when they interact with patients. And they also were completely exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And the researchers, I think it was Maslach, Jackson and Leiter, they defined this state as a state of burnout. The word burnout is not new, it has been, it had been used before by some other researchers. But these three researchers, the Maslach, Leiter and Jackson, they were those who proposed the first working definition of burnout. And they define burnout as a state of exhaustion in which one is cynical about the value of one's occupation and doubtful of one's capacity to perform. This definition encompasses three main elements of burnout, which we usually, or which used to be applied in all the science and also by all the practitioners and physicians. These components are the emotional exhaustion, so remember the definition, a state of exhaustion. Then it was the depersonalization or cynicism, because they observed that those nurses, they tried to be cynical. This idea of being cynical is a kind of distancing from the others and from the others' problems. And that is why we call it also depersonalization. So if you are cynical, you're also depersonalized, and you try to go away from a problem and treat it from far away. And the third component of burnout is the decreased sense of personal accomplishment or the low self-efficacy. So we do not believe that something we can do will have impact on the final result of what we observe, of the process of work. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that the efforts we invest into a project, into an activity, will lead to any result. And this is the most popular definition of burnout and the ideas of Maslach and colleagues and followers, they are at the core of the Maslach burnout inventory, one of those big measurement tools which um, I think most people use all over the world in different fields and different spheres in order to measure burnout. Yet, this is not the only definition. There were other works and some other people tried to define burnout, and I like pretty much the approach by Christensen and colleagues and Schaufoli and colleagues, so all those researchers who tried to approach burnout in a bit different way. They said that actually burnout should be defined a bit differently. I read aloud their definition from Schaufoli and Greenpass 2001. 
Burnout is a state of physical, emotional and mental exhaustion that results from long-term involvement in work situations that are emotionally demanding. And as you see, they added something different into their definition. First of all, they said it is the work-related concept. They said it is about the long-term involvement. And if you remember now our previous episode, I told you that stress or anger or frustration, they are not burnout. Because stress is, is something which is short-term. It can happen that you are stressed today, but you will not be stressed tomorrow. But if you have the burnout state, it is usually something what you will experience for several weeks. So it is a long-term involvement in work situation, and if you have the stress for a long time, then it can happen that it will result in a state of burnout. In the next episode, we are going to talk about how burnout appears and how you can organize your work in order to avoid or at least minimize the probability of occurrence of burnout. They said in their definition, the Schaufoli Green Glass and also the followers, that it is about the state of physical, emotional, mental exhaustion. Exhaustion was at the core. And if you look now at the second definition by Schaufoli and followers, they said that there are two elements at the core of burnout. Fatigue and exhaustion. Interestingly, I read a paper by Christensen and colleagues where they proposed their Copenhagen Burnout Inventory, the second measurement tool that I usually apply and actually that becomes more and more popular. They said that cynicism and depersonalization, they cannot be part of the concept of burnout. And there are statistical reasons for this. There were studies that showed that if you take the second-order latent construct of burnout, then the three dimensions, they do not really load on, that, on this construct. And th there is also the theoretical reason for this, because cynicism is the coping mechanism, it's the way to cope with emotional demands. If your work is emotionally demanding and you suffer from this, then you can become cynical, behave in a cynical way, intendedly, and in this way, reduce your efforts, reduce your psychological investments. So, cynicism is a consequence of burnout. And low self-efficacy is also a consequence of this. Because if you are cynical, if you are exhausted, then you stop believing into yourself. If cynicism is the coping mechanism with burnout, then low self-efficacy is the consequence of the state of burnout. I think now you see the big difference between these two definitions. The first one is that at the core of burnout, at least up to now, up to date, is the emotional, physical and mental exhaustion, and not the cynicism, and not the self-efficacy. And the second difference is that if you observe the state of cynicism, if you observe that somebody, somebody is cynical, if you observe that somebody has a feeling of low self-efficacy, then it is actually indicating that the burnout state is already there. Based on the definition by Maslach, you would assume that maybe burnout is appearing, but based on the definition by Schaufoli and colleagues and followers, it would assume that burnout is already there and people already try to cope with this state. And this makes this all a bit different. And I think now, knowing these definitions, you can decide which one fits your vision of burnout more, and you can decide which of them, which of these definitions you would like to apply your practice. In the next episodes, we're going to talk also about the theory behind it, how burnout appears. And in one of the next episodes, we are going to talk about 
how to measure burnout and the two measurements which I usually use in my research. Or at least I use only one of them, but I also wanted to use the second one. That is why I'm familiar also with the second one. Thank you for being with me. I hope it was interesting. Now at least you know what is burnout, how it is defined. And in the next episodes, we can talk about how to handle it. Wish you all the best. Good luck with your research. Good luck with your understanding of your emotional state. Good luck with your understanding of how people feel and how people think. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.